I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all that happens between it. I don't know if I should call it life. You're back home now. Yes. It was nice for you to go and see spring training. Yes, there was baseball. There was baseball. And you are incredibly privileged to have family who lives near baseball. Yes, I am. And so you get to go see it without having to spend quite so much as a lot of people would go spend to see spring training baseball. If they don't have those options. Yes, that would be true. Yes. So that was nice. But then you came home to the cluster that we've been living for the past couple months. <laughs> yes. You know what, though? I, I like to listen to Three Swings, Rhea Butcher's podcast about baseball. Okay. And because I'm always behind on podcasts, I don't hear things like, Rhea wants to go to spring training and people should go. And, and I thought, that would be fun to meet up with Rhea Butcher at spring training. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. But then Rhea got to throw out a first pitch at one of the games. Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, I don't know if that was this year or last year or what? It was their LGBTQ night. Right. Yeah. So probably last year. Probably last year. I remember seeing that on Twitter and you said that you hadn't and you didn't know about it until it came up on the podcast. That is correct. I find that funny because it's on the Twitter and I don't do the Twitter that much, but you do and I do the Facebook. And so sure. I thought you would have seen it, but... Well, because I don't do a lot of social media, I wasn't actually following Rhea on their Twitter. Gotcha. So, and I don't actually get around to looking at it very often. I look at it a um, whole bunch at once and then that's it. Fair. So I'm always behind on news, even farther behind than like newspaper readers. Right. You know. But that's understandable because listening to podcasts and keeping up with podcasts, the sense of FOMO that you might get from being behind on those is nothing compared to the sense of urgency of like every other effing thing in our world right now. Yeah, it's just the usual. It's just at a different RPM. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's the work and the parenting and the elderlies and responsibilities, but it's just... It's it's all the same stuff, but it's, like I said, it's more urgent. It's more fast-paced right now. Everything is a little harder and a little faster and a little more stressful. Yeah. It started when number two's other mom, who had been gone for some months, comes... She had stayed in Texas uh, when he left there. Mm -hmm. And that was mainly because the resources for the medical needs were um, they're more accessible and there's just more of them. Yeah. Being and that we're in the middle of nowhere. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm in no way intending to fault her for having been gone. Yeah. She's been taking care of herself and getting treatment for her challenges. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. No, but that's... But that is the situation that she has been gone for some while and he has missed her for some while and then she comes back and he wants her all the time. Yes. And having her around is always something of a mixed blessing because as we were probably saying over the past six months or so, we were never getting a break. Mm -hmm. And she is a break and she is a very good break and she is an amazing parent, although she does have a very different parenting style from what we have. Yeah, she just has him, so that's one part of it. But her style is very different. He reacts differently to her as well, so... And it's good for him to have that input. And uh -huh. it's good for him to have that difference of style and that type of affection that she gives is very maternal. And neither you nor I are very maternal. Nope. 
<laughs> we are not. No. And so it's awesome that she's around, even though it does mean that he's going to have some more transition issues and he's going to have some more haha transition. Um, <laughs> and he's going to have some more um, intermittent behavioral issues, although they will not have the same kind of intensity or duration that they have after she becomes unavailable for a while. They're smaller, they're outbursty, they're not big tantrumy. It's pretty typical that when two parents are separated but still raising their child, they have very different approaches. Mm-hmm. One of the difficulties is, one of the more tangible difficulties is, even in the middle of nowhere, housing is very difficult to arrange. Yes. I, I guess that's true in a lot of parts of the country right now. And so she's been transient in her return and does have something lined up that doesn't happen for a while. And it always seems longer while you're doing it. And that's also making things difficult for us and for him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When she is staying with friends or she is staying at extended stay motels or... All of these other things that are perfectly reasonable accommodations when you're trying to get settled. For him, that's more transitions than he's used to handling, and so it's just a challenge. Right, and then her health challenges, I think, are, although he's really glad to have her, he's he gets stressed about that too, because... For instance, you know, look at our situation right now. They took off to go to my sister so he could hang out with his cousins because that's a good place to be when you're waiting for your housing to be available and it's a springtime, you know, off of school. And, yeah. Um, and then they got partway there and because of her medical problems, she fell and broke her foot and probably her hand. And then they got stuck in even more of the middle of nowhere between here and there. Oh my gosh. And then they now are, you know, she, she solved that problem and is getting him back and he's now upset because he didn't get to see his cousins and he doesn't like riding in the car he, you know he doesn't like riding in the car and i think there's also in the back of his head whether or not he's willing to acknowledge it there's also that sense of mommy made a plan for me and it didn't happen again and this is something that he's felt very defensive about for a long time Yes, and it's become problematic that adults have said that out loud to him because that makes him feel worse and makes him feel defensive. And I understand he shouldn't have to feel defensive. It's just a big cluster of a problem it is. right now. It is, but it was great that your sister was willing to host her and him for the week because we have spring break and we were thinking, what on earth are we going to do if she does need rest for her health? She does, and she hasn't been getting enough because he's one, he wants to be with her. and All the time. Yeah, so she didn't get enough rest, and I think that's how things got worse for her health-wise. But Yeah, and so... I wave my hands in the air in defense of whatever's <laughs> coming at me next. <laughs> it, it has been one thing after another coming at you because I haven't been able to help as much as I would want to. Finally, now that work has settled down a little bit and... It's less of a challenge than it had been, and I'm not finishing a degree, and I have a little more time on my hands. I can help with the elderlies. I can't help with the kid or his other mom because I am one of those people who has previously tried to help him through the distress he was feeling about his mom, about this pattern of... Health challenges, health- interrupting life and yes. parenting and... 
and, and you're not his mom, okay? And I'm not so his mom. He doesn't and want so you all the time. He doesn't want me all the time. But then there have been apparently a number of times recently where I tried to help and said the wrong thing. And so they're both mad at me. And neither of them wants to deal with me. So I can't help you with a lot of this. And it's all you. All yeah. the time. Well, well, fortunately, they, you know, she's been coming up with plenty of solutions herself. But yeah, regarding him and trying to arrange who's going to be where doing what... And having some time with him, that is on me. And yep. it's, it's a bit exhausting. It is. Lately. Things it, have been too stressful. Things have been too stressful. And it doesn't help that the work schedule that you had, we discussed a couple weeks ago, that your work schedule was changing and that now you work late most nights where you used to only work late a couple nights. Yeah. The other thing about my work schedule before working a couple nights late is I had flexibility and the schedule I have now is locked in. And if I knew that this schedule was going to be so difficult with... Things came up after the schedule was already put in place that had I realized it, I might have asked for a different schedule. Right. And I have been considering, you know, can I somehow wedge that option in with... You are a straight white guy doing a lot of parenting. Dads get a lot more credit for that than moms do. So you might have more leverage to make that ask at work. I might. My boss knows and, and loves our son. And she, well, the other here's the other thing. I have the most seniority there. So I could have really asked for any schedule I wanted. And I was trying to take advantage of, if I'm going to have to work late anyway, having less time in the office so keeping a four-day schedule, which before was sometimes happening and sometimes not, sometimes was a four-and-a-half-day schedule, but having some time in the morning before I go to the office if I'm going to have to work late is seemed like a good idea. Being able to spend time in the morning with the kids before they leave for school, helping them have a good start to their day. Um, because I wasn't going to be able to be home before dinner and only sometimes before bedtime most nights anyway. Uh, even if I worked, you know, instead of the four days I have now, if I worked five, I, I might be able to. But they st they want us to work later is the big problem. And some of the folks, two of the moms of young kids, did get more day hours. And I thought, well, that's helpful, especially to one of them who's a single mom of four kids, recently single mom of four kids, mm -hmm. who's, you know, I, I know what that feels like. Yes. And, um, and if I could make somebody else's schedule easier and have something I could manage, if I work the night hours, I get a differential. and You, you do get a pay bump for working yeah. late. Yeah. So I thought, might, might as well take advantage of that. And it's just, everything's a hassle and I can't seem to get... Um, Everything is a hassle and you're feeling perpetually behind the ball because everything is coming so fast that I don't know if it is humanly possible to keep up with everything that's hitting you well, left, right, and center. Even if things are slowing down, I'm so tired from the first two rounds that I can't keep up with the slowed pace even. So, Right. Yeah. And there's things that I didn't get to during that time, like my mother needs her diabetic shoes, and I didn't realize that there needed to be appointment. It wasn't just a you can go there thing, and you know, and like it was going to be like a oh you get a p appointment a month later. I mean, how many people in this area need diabetic shoes? This is why we can't have sugar. Okay? <laughs> just like they say, you can't have words. Well, people can't have sugar. They all yeah. turn diabetic, and now well. we have problems. Yeah, well, I mean, it is the orthotics place, so it may not all be diabetic shoes, but orthotics and prosthetics, and it's the place that services all of those needs, because 
in the middle of nowhere, you don't get special life services for each one. No, and then you have limited hours in a very small place, and then they have to order everything. So there you have it. But then also your mother who likes to say things that she doesn't think are last minute, like, I don't have shoes anymore. You know, I, I can't wear my boots anymore. Like she she tells you this as it's spring, and I don't have any shoes. And like, But she's probably been asking me for three weeks when we were oh. going to get this appointment done and I was busy juggling every effing thing. I didn't have time to slip that in the with the other things I was juggling. And well, they're not all the same size and shape. It helps when you're juggling all baseballs or all plates or yeah. all forks, not some of each. That yeah, you are correct. And not only that, but it seems to me that she could have made that phone call for herself, but Again, setting that up for her also takes time and energy to write the phone number big enough for her to see. And I'm the one who has to get her there. So I has to fit into my schedule, so I have to call them. So it's really just... Back on me. Mm-hmm. Everything's back on you lately. And I try and help where I can, but it really is a lot of stress on you. And one good thing is that as number two's other mom is on her way back, she is working out where the boy can go for spring break. Yes, which is good because he's quite devastated he won't get to play airsoft with his cousins. I bet he is. That's what he wanted for Easter. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, he gets a flying disc and some candy. (laughs) Because that's what I could find at the store on short notice. Yes. So she did figure out what to do with him, and he is going to get to go to a spring break day camp that is up in the woods and happy. I shouldn't say in the woods. That sounds funny. It's it's a... I liked it that way. (laughs) Nature camp. It's sort of like, you know, if I say, you want to come to my cottage in the forest, I'm inviting you for a cozy vacation. If I say you want to come to my cabin in the woods, it sounds like I'm a... Hatchet murders. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, it's not. The woods is fine for a day camp. Woods is fine for a day camp. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. But he's... As long as it's not called Hansel and Gretel's Day Camp or Oh my god. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So she she did get on top of that because, yeah, you she, know... She was innovative and found him something really good. Yes. Yeah. And not only that, but because she is disabled, she was able to get him a scholarship to go to that. So it's not one more crazy expensive thing that we have to do. Yeah, it would have been crazy expensive, too. It would have. Yeah. So another reason that we have the blessing side of the mixed blessing. She she really is genuinely helpful when she's able to be. Yeah. So I asked you as we were preparing our notes for this conversation, I said, is there anything gendery about this? And I mean, I touched on the fact that you're a white guy at work. And so you probably would have not only your seniority privilege, but also your white male fathering privilege. But I asked you, you know, is there anything particularly gendery? Have you noticed any differences in interactions or anything else like that? And your answer was symptomatic of your current frenzy. It probably was. I don't even know what I told you. And that was about 10 minutes ago. You wrote it down. Oh, good. Oh, good. I wrote it down. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hi, we have a microphone. Time to sort it out is not a commodity we have access to right now. You are correct. It is not. You you said there probably are gender. I things. feel my yearning for that access. <laughs> I know. For time to sort things out. 
Yeah. There's a big gap there. There, There is a big gap of time to sort through things and time to think about things and time to process things. And so, yeah, there probably are gendery things. Just like when number two moved to Texas for a couple months, we were able to actually talk about gendery things kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. And then when he came back, we didn't. And that is... Just the way parenting a challenging child works. There is no time for thinking. There is always the doing. Yeah. And people wonder why I might like baseball. It's because it's slow and takes a long time. And I think that's great. (laughs) (laughs) It's very relaxing. Yes, yes. And then there's some exciting parts. And in fact, I don't know if we mentioned this last year. First pitch home run or... But last year I got you a bigger TV because you were complaining about not being able to see the details on the smaller one. I'm old. It's true. And so I got you a bigger TV. I think it was for your birthday. Yes, it was. Because remember, you bought it like at Thanksgiving on sale and then it took like a month for the kids to notice it was there. Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. And so then I took the smaller TV, which is not actually small. But it was sitting in the other room for a while. It was sitting in the other room for a while. And then I put it in the living room opposite your TV. I, that was my idea, but I didn't know if you'd want to go for it because you said, I don't want people walking in and seeing a TV. And now I'm saying to you, hey, let's have two TVs in here. I know. <laughs> Which we don't watch that much TV, so it's kind of funny. Right, right. Yeah. And see, I've never been a big fan of setting up a room where the TV is the centerpiece of the room. And so putting the TV on the wall where people see it when they first come in or having the TV near the entryway so that you're watching the entryway as you're watching the TV or, you know, we wanted it on a sidewall. Mm-hmm. And then on the opposite sidewall now is the smaller TV and I moved all of my gaming stuff over there. So you watch your baseball while I play my Horizon or Skyrim or whatever. And that's what we'll be doing if I can get to the baseball on the TV, which comes from the phone and gets put on the TV. You have the MLB app. Yes. I do. Yes, our, our smart TV might now also have the MLB app. It, it picked it up at the end of the season last year, but it was being ornery about whether or not it wanted well, to play. there's blackouts and it was postseason and I bought the app when they have their sale, which is 4th of July. They have one at Father's Day, after Father's Day, actually. They wait till everybody buys it for Father's Day gift and then they put it on sale. The yes. SLBs. But um, I bought it for $20.17 last 4th of July. For 2017, yes. Yeah. So it stays until 2017. Till 2018. 2018. 20, yeah, it does that. <laughs> so I can watch it on the TV. I just have to have time for that, which I was working last night and I just put it on my phone and watched it anyway. While you were working, that's yeah. great. And there was a really long game on. Yeah, yeah, there was. It went on and on and on. It made me laugh. You came home and told me what inning they were in and it was in the teens and I was like, oh my. Yeah. So And yeah. I stuck it on the magnet in the shower so I could take my shower and watch the umpteenth inning and Because we have a magnet for phones in our shower. <laughs> yeah. So that you can listen to podcasts. Yeah, basically. That's why I got it. But I, I knew you would eventually find it useful also. Baseball. That's usually how these <laughs> things work. I, I find a use for a thing because I am my father's child. I am an early adopter. As much as I try not to be, it still happens. And then I'm mildly tech addicted. And <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and by mildly. <laughs> uh, did you hear that, Bob? Listen to these stories over here. 
<laughs> He's just laying over there like nothing was happening. So yeah, you usually pick up on whatever it was that I adopted within somewhere between one and 12 months and integrated into your existence as I, well. I am used to seeing things around and eventually deciding what they're useful for. Yeah. To go back to that, having time to process things and having time to think about things and having time to deal with things. We've found ourselves missing more details. And like the conversation that we had some months ago about how I've always been a forgetful person and parenting made you similarly forgetful, although not to the same degree. And probably because I wasn't as forgetful before that. Probably. And I haven't caught up yet. Both of us are even more so right now. Need I mention there's a certain amount of overwhelm that comes with not having enough time for things. Yes. So. And uh, so there's this perpetual background stress of anxiety and situational depression, and it's just always there in your brain preventing you from any sort of efficiency. Well, I have found some some of my usual odd approaches to solutions in grappling with whatever's the problem, but the I ran across something. The thing that our friend Z had talked about, the tapping meditation, the centering yeah. through physical touch and body percussion yeah, that hadn't worked for him, but you looked into it and it is working for you. Yeah. And I had looked into it initially um, out of some other interest for someone asking me for resources. As and a then, mental health professional. Yeah. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to offer something to someone, I want to check it out first. And I did check it out and I thought, well, this is pretty cool. You know, I wasn't surprised it works for me because it's more along the lines of more subtle interventions like homeopathy and so forth, which have always worked for me. Whereas he has like the marine PTSD. So that's like a whole nother, yeah. you know, hundred levels up from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just parenting. Haha. Just parenting. <laughs> I'm going to go on a quick tangent. Oh, please do. Just, quick, just parenting. A colleague of mine at work who you've met because she stopped by her when she was doing campaigning stuff, mm-hmm. has two kids and is sort of, she, she uses the, you know, the coping humor of a parent who's like, oh my God, why are my kids like this? <laughs> she has daughters, but right. she stopped me in the stairwell yesterday and said, how's your spring break going? Living the dream <laughs> so that we could laugh because right. children are home during spring break. Yes, so, they are. Yeah, and she had stopped me earlier in the week when the spring break had started and said, oh my God, getting my kid to the kids club during spring break is, you know, I have to peel her off of me every day because she's a big introvert and doesn't want to go. But I, what do you do with your kids during spring break? And I said, well, sometimes they go to their other parents. Sometimes they go to grandma's. Sometimes they go to the kids club. And uh, that's an issue for one of her children. So, yeah. so we had a good laugh about spring break. Break. <laughs> yeah. It's breaking something. <laughs> Something's getting broke. Yeah. But as you were saying, there are a number of other coping skills and coping strategies that we can use to deal with this excess stress and this depression that's brought on by the excess stress. And so you have been seeing your therapist, the one you first started seeing for gender some years ago. Yeah, I went to her because I already know her and I wasn't, she gets very busy, but I did call her and say, hey, I have a problem and or two and... (laughs) 
<laughs> I need some therapy. And if you're available, great. And if not, please recommend somebody in. So she could get me in. I had to wait almost three weeks, but that was okay because there was so much else happening. It sucked up all the time. You you wouldn't have had time for an appointment no. anyway. And there's this thing if... If you're used to therapy or you have a good deal going on with your therapy, there's a, a, a sense of relief knowing it's coming up like a vacation or anything else. Right. Helpful. Mm-hmm. Helpful. <laughs> anything else helpful that's coming up. Yes. Yeah. What are some of the ways in which that has been helpful or that that is helpful for you? I mean, obviously having a safe place to just get it all out. But then, like, what kind of strategies does she offer? What kind of support does that provide for you? Speaking of a a safe place to get everything out, you never have to worry with with a good therapist what you're saying or how you're saying it, especially if you're not sure where you're at with it and you're trying to sort that out. If you say it wrong, they're not going to take it personal. It's not a problem of theirs. They might have some questions for you to help you sort that out. But for me, it's more about sorting through my experiences and approaches and seeing what's, what am I doing that's not practical? What am I doing that is creating further issues for me? What kind of things am I doing out of reflex rather than something more practical? We like practical and a lot of our upbringing and our history has given us coping skills that were, at the time we developed these skills, practical, but are no longer practical. Correct. And that is a good thing that therapy is good for. And so I have even scheduled, or I I called and left a voicemail in an attempt to schedule an appointment with someone that your therapist recommended. You'll have a whole new venture. Whee! (laughs) Oh, I can see your excitement. Yes. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, I did ask my therapist for recommendations so that we would have somebody who wasn't an idiot about gender nonconformity. Yes. To deal with on top of everything else. And that's really one of the main reasons I wanted to go back to my therapist is I don't have to deal with all the rest of the explanation. Yes, it's sort of like broken arm while trans syndrome. (laughs) 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 You've heard of this, right? No, but... I might have. You know where it's going, right? Go, go for it. Like you can't go to a doctor for something completely unrelated to your transition without having to go over your entire medical history as related to your transition in the process. Right. And some doctors may or may not see you for your broken arm because they're not familiar with trans issues. Yeah. Or if a therapist will see you and then, then you come across some part of what's going on is touched on by your trans issue. <laughs> um, it becomes a really big issue because they're so clueless. And, and they don't know what questions to ask or what conversations to have and to it, help you figure it out. It, it takes out. up your time and takes you off track of what problems you're trying to solve. That's right. not helpful. Well, that's good. And so you did ask her for recommendations for someone who could see me because I'm not entirely certain sometimes what is or isn't gender related. And I know that there are some things that probably are for me that I've just gotten used to dealing with. And when you and I first started dealing with your transition. There were a lot of things, especially when we started talking about you getting some privilege Mm-hmm. that really pissed me off about gender and the way that the world treats me because of these lumps on my chest. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that there are some things there, but you know, it's good to know that the people that you've gotten these recommendations for are going to be not dumbasses about it. Yes, that is good. So we'll see how that works. Mm-hmm. You can hear my skepticism. <laughs> I'm going to only shrug one shoulder. Yes. Yeah. I- I'm-, I'm mildly skeptical about anything that says it's going to be helpful right now. 
<laughs> Fair enough. <sighs> so is that it for now? That is it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. I don't know if I should call it life. Oh my God. Well, what? Oh yeah, you're just noticing that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Drop the phone. You did. Laying in bed. People yes. injure themselves with their phone in bed, holding it over their head all the time. You have a, you have a really big bruise. Yes, it's been there since while you were gone. I'm surprised you're only noticing it now. Of course, it probably was still. I think I, I think that happened. I think I only see you at night, and and then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that I dropped. I dropped the phone on my shoulder, and good thing you didn't drop it on your head. Oh my god. That bruise would have been really funny looking in your head. <laughs> it would have. But then I would have makeup. This one I can't put makeup, so I just... Yeah, but purpling. I mean, that's a really dark purple. It is. It's been there for almost a week, though, so it's like you can see it's starting to green around the edges because yeah. it's starting to fade. Yeah, I've heard people knock themselves in the head all the time with their phones. I, I don't do that, so... Yeah, it started to slip out of one hand, and I kind of pushed it so that it wouldn't hit my face, but then it hit my shoulder, and it hit right in the middle of the joint, so I had like a goose egg right over the cartilage for like a day, and then the bruise came up. Dangers of our modern, convenient devices... <laughs> <laughs> the dangers of laying in bed staring upwards at a phone. I should know better. I've seen articles about people shouldn't do that because it had never occurred to me to hold my phone above my head and do things. No, I bet it hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know better too. Doesn't mean that I always do what's better. Right. In so many ways. Oh, well. Um, so yeah, life, you're back home now. Hi, we have a microphone. (laughs) And you're listening to us. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you said, uh, is there anything gendery? And I wrote that in a question mark. And I said, if I can read my scribble. (laughs) Well, at least you put it in the same chunk of notes as the rest of it, instead of just opening to another random page. (laughs) It's my favorite. That is your favorite. The boy does that too. I think it's pretty funny. I know. It's hilarious. Uh, All right. Let's see if I can read this and make any sense of it. Time to sort it out is not a commodity. We have something right now. (laughs) Let me see. I'm used to reading small people's handwriting. We have access to. Access to. Yeah, we don't. We don't have it. (laughs) Okay. So start that over then. Okay. Can, Can you make a sentence out of those ideas more naturally than reading it word by word? Now that I know what it says. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, um... So what was I... 
um, before I went to the tangent of parenting humor with colleagues. Um, coping with various coping strategies, and I thought we were about to roll into therapy from there. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> like that? It's good, huh? <laughs> you're lucky you're cute. <laughs> so is that it for now? Bob, should we tell them how you got a nice haircut that I, that I gave you? You shaved the dog. I did. That's what I wanted to do on my you, small portion of time off the other day. And you, so. Yes, your midweek day off, we had considered recording. But instead, because recording is a must-do thing, and you were all done with the must-dos, we put it off for the weekend so that you could shave the dog, because that is not a must-do. And then we went and saw Black Panther. Yes, we went to the movies instead of recording, and Bob got a haircut. Because those are not must-do things, and that's what you needed that day. I did need it and not must-do. So, is that it for now?